the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast, the podcast for mental grit and resilience. Hosted by V. Binga and Tim Ganley. Hello, this is Tim. And this is V. And we welcome you to another episode of the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast. Today's podcast is actually going to be V giving a lecture at the Global Ayurveda Conference here on the island of Aegina in Greece about the tantric aspect of a holistic practitioner. Enjoy. Which is very, very important. 
they belong to more than one tradition. And several distinct traditions, as you start digging deeper, have their own version of the tantric text. And what is very important is that every version depended on the social and cultural circumstances of the particular society. That is very, very important. That's why they are so different, because they depended on the time and setting. The tantric texts are not considered part of the four Vedas, Rig, Yajur, Sama, Tarva. They are not considered part of the Vedic scriptures. They are newer. And they are said to be a natural progression of the Vedas. And actually, the Atharva Veda, the longest one, is referenced by many tantric texts as a source of a great knowledge. So if anything, their relationship to the Vedas is that they are a lot newer, and they are the newest one is referenced. So the tantric teachings in the ancient times, uh, during their origin, they were passed on orally. A lot of the great knowledge and a lot of the previous presenters here mentioned it several times, they were passed on orally and they were taught in a private student-teacher setting. It was done under completely different circumstances. We are extremely fortunate today to have access, so many of us to have access to that information. And also, because of that, there is the problem of the completely arbitrary interpretations. So it's, a, it's kind of a double-edged sword. Yeah. I'm not very good with uh, some of those expressions. <laughs> so they were told in a private teacher-student setting, and they required initiation by a teacher for the practice to be successful. And a lot of the previous presenters mentioned that it's not, you don't just go and do everything, you know, no matter what. There's got to be some preparation. We are not all fit for everything at any time. Like Pranayama yesterday, you mentioned that. So a lot of it has to be done in steps. Otherwise, there can be negative results, undesired. So the Tantric teachings today, several scholars believe that Tantra is the most direct means to realization in the present age of Kali Yuga. We need more than just the Tremendous amount of there is tremendous amount of confusion and even controversy surrounding the definition of tantric practices, and there are all sorts of misguided speculations and unsubstantiated teachings involving anywhere from black magic. 
to sacred sexual intercourse. A long-term practitioner of Tantra once said that the most fit for Tantra almost never take it out, and those least fit pursue it with zeal. The origin of the word, so when in doubt, anytime I am confused, I don't know, there, are, there is way too much information about something, I like to go back always to the origin of the word, no matter which language. So Sanskrit is especially helpful because there is so, you can go so much deeper. The origin of the word, it's a Sanskrit word, and you can translate it as the tools that help you expand your consciousness. Because uh, there is a verbal root, tan, which means to stretch, to extend, to expand. And the suffix tra, which can mean instrument. So they are the instruments in the broader sense of the word as a principles, systems, theories, meditative practices, the instruments that help you expand your consciousness. Also, it can be translated as that which elaborates and liberates. From the verbal root tan as to elaborate, to elevate, and drop as into liberate. So it's a system that elaborates on profound matters, and by understanding those, you, you, it can help you liberate. Liberate from what? That, and there is a lot of confusion when it comes to liberation. The bottom line is that the Tantra is an accumulation of practices and ideas. It's not one coherent system. It's not like math, physics, biology. And because of the wide range of traditions covered by the term, it's not possible to describe it. What the tantric rituals and the tantric texts seek to achieve is to help us access the spiritual, the supramundane, through the ordinary, through the mundane. They want to help us identify with something bigger. They want to help us improve or refine our day-to-day -day reality in order to find liberation. The goal is not to negate our reality. They, we, the tantric, and that's what different in Tantra from other theories, that the goal is not to negate this reality, the goal is to help us refine, improve, elevate our reality in order to find liberation. And when we think of liberation, there are different aspects to it, but the two main ones is we can think of it vertically or horizontally. 
liberation in the vertical sense is to move on, to basically find that enlightenment by moving on, by dying in this life. The other way is to liberate ourselves from the attachments while experiencing this reality, this day-to-day -day life. We can still find that bliss in this day-to-day -day life. So the Neantric rituals in practice help us harness our life force, help us actually realize how are we using our prana with a capital P, our life force, where are we applying it, where are we directing it. So by harnessing the our body, our emotions, our senses, and our mind, our life force, we can actually elevate this reality. So expanding our consciousness means that we become less attached to the superficial aspect of our everyday reality and actually seek what lies beneath. So as a holistic practitioner, we need to be giving our clients tools that they can easily use to make their everyday life more meaningful, <coughs> their everyday reality more meaningful. And the term meaning is what's, what Tantra actually is all about, through no matter the form of it, no matter the rituals, no matter the culture, is what meaning do you give to things? And an amazing quantum physicist, David Bohm, some of you may have heard his name, who lived in the 20th century, said that in the very act of interpreting the universe, we are creating the universe. Through our meanings, we change nature's being. The word does not merely reflect the world, it also creates the world. And no matter what language we speak, through the meaning that we give to our words, we are actually creating our reality. And, and that can go to something very simple from, you said something to me that I took it this way because I have a meaning, a preconceived notion associated with the word. So when you tell me this word, because I am not listening deeper, because I'm just going with the superficial meaning that I've given it, I then take it a certain way. And it's all because of the meaning, because we forget to actually like, look deeper. Actually, that happens a lot with texting. That's why people don't like texting, because you just see the words, and we have given the words a certain meaning. Whereas if you are face to face with a person, or say even over the phone, at least over the phone, you can hear the tone of the voice. When you are face to face, then you can read 
their body language. You, you can see their expression on the face, on the body, and that's completely different. So a lot of times, chances are it's going to be easier to communicate face to face than via text, because then we look, at, we have more information, and hopefully our meaning is not so limited. So it's the meaning that we give to things. Our words through our meanings create our world. And there is a failure of meaning in today's world. We are conditioned to give meaning to things that do not matter. It's not just the interpretation, it's we value things that like if you look deeper, is it does it really matter? We sweat too many little stuff. And the problem is that we don't give enough meaning to things that matter. So we exaggerate things that don't matter, we forget things that matter. And this applies to everything in our daily life, and that's why we end up suffering physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. Because we just care too much about things that don't matter. It's almost like we, have, we forget our purpose in life, like the Dharma that Dr. Shepard mentioned earlier. We, we forget, and we forget that we have multiple purposes in life, we forget our purpose in life, and most importantly, we do not appreciate, we forget that other people have purposes that may be different from ours, and not that everyone has to have the same purpose. And when we say, oh, if we walk in somebody else's shoes, and we forget to do, that's the whole thing. It's like, okay, think maybe the other purpose for the person's purpose is different than mine. So failure of meaning in the spiritual world that we see a lot is that we keep talking about enlightenment and desperately searching for it all over the place while denouncing the mundane. So we are disconnected from the true meaning of life, which is to make the most of this human experience. So we need to constantly be examining and reevaluating our perceived meanings. Constantly be examining and reevaluating the perceived meanings of our clients. We got to start from ourselves. Like, does this still matter? Or what is this doing to me right now? <clears throat> and then, by questioning, by listening to our clients and asking them questions, creating space for them to express themselves, then we can help them perceive their, we can help them realize their own and then help change the ones that do not contribute to this human experience, to a meaningful, a rich human experience. 
because the goal of this life, right here, right now, is not to transcend the body. The goal is to embody the transcendent. Namaste. If you found today's show helpful, please give us a rating, a review, or both. And subscribe to the podcast and never miss an episode. As always, namaste kala, which in Greek means, may we all be well. This program, Copyright True Fitness Incorporated, all rights reserved.